Dead man. Dead man walking. We got a dead man walking here. Welcome to the Dead Man Walking podcast series. I'm Daniel Bright. I'll be your host and interviewer for these next few episodes. And I just wanted to introduce you guys to this format. I'm doing a podcast mini-series to take us alongside of what we're learning um, every Sunday morning and in community groups with the intent of going deeper to take what we're learning and, and think about it on a, on a regular basis, on a daily basis. The more we think about the things of God, um, the the more that our minds and our hearts are, are focused, the, the better we are able to handle situations that come up in our day-to-day. Um, it's, it's not necessarily going to change the fact that we're going to have difficulties. Um, it's not necessarily going to make things easier in, in a certain way uh, or, or, or shape, but hopefully by us having these opportunities to to think more on God and think about the ways of God and think about what God has done for us, it will help us react and, and think a little bit better and, and maybe respond differently than we would have were we not deeper in His Word, were we not meditating on Him and thinking on Him um, as much as we could be or as much as we should be. And so hopefully this series will, will be a an aid in that to go alongside with again Sunday mornings and community group and whatever else you may do on your own independent study with maybe a devotional with your family um, and allowing you to to continue to think more and more uh, about God and hopefully you'll have a a desire after this series concludes um, to want to find other things to continue to supplement and 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 get you diving deeper and and replacing things that may not be so beneficial to us um, that we can constantly allow into our hearts and into our minds, which then we regurgitate out into the world, whether it be into our families or into our jobs or society in general. The more we focus on on Him, um, the more that we we reflect Him, and and so the more that we we hear things and and read things. Um, those are the things that we're going to call back on in our in our difficult times or our different situations in our everyday lives. So hopefully this will serve as one of those tools for you. Um, this is going to be a short series um, that will take a look at different sections of Scripture that are covered during the Dead Man Walking series. We're going to talk to individuals in different professions that their particular roles really coincide well with the scripture that's going on. Uh, I'll give you a few examples is that we're going to talk with a ER doctor, uh, which makes sense in the sense that we're talking about someone who actually died and rose again from the dead and just talking about how faith plays a part in what they do. Uh, We're going to talk to a lawyer when we talk about justification in Romans, when we start moving back into Romans from John after the Easter season and what makes better sense than to talk about someone who's involved in law and justice and, and getting their perspective when it comes to understanding God's grace and the justification process and the fact that God sent his son to die on the cross for us in, in a replacement for that. And we're also going to talk to a police detective who experienced a very difficult hardship and, and was shot in the line of duty and how he used Romans 5 talking about how God builds our character um, to allow us to overcome things and to grow and, and how he used um, and focused on faith and, and used scripture to to make his way through the recovery process and, and get back into 
um, the swing of things um, in his everyday life. Uh, we had the opportunity to talk with a um, local psychologist. Um, unfortunately, that one ended up getting pulled. And so because of that, I, I'm actually going to fill that one in. So that way we still have the content. And you may say, well, well what gives you the ability to talk in, in the space of, of a psychologist? I actually have a degree in psychology um, from the University of Louisville. So while um, the individual that I was hoping to talk to um, has more sc- schooling and education. Um, I still have a good foundation that I hopefully will be able to share some interesting things that will get you thinking throughout the week uh, related to um, what we have read in John chapter 12. And that's what this uh, introductory episode is going to be. And so as you go through this process and think through them, take it slow. Um, take it one episode at a time. Don't have to rush through it. I know it's very popular to binge listen to a podcast. And while you can do that, and I'm not telling you you can't, um, I want to encourage you to to take it slow with it, with this podcast and allow it to speak to you each week. And... Um, you know, take it a little bit at a time. Some of these episodes are going to correspond with um, sermons and messages that we've already heard and have already talked about. So if you want to get through those first, um, I totally understand that, whereas the rest may um, occur in the coming weeks, and you can take that as each of those weeks um, um, happen. So so feel free to, to take it at your own pace, but at the same time, I hope that you will take in this information, think about this, and, and, and go through this slow enough that it's not just so much for entertainment value, which hopefully it's entertaining and, and has good information for you, but hopefully it's something that you're able to, to think on, meditate on, and, and, and give you some focus and perspective um, when it comes to the scriptures that we're, we're talking about. Um, so hopefully you enjoy this mini-series. It's, it's only a four-part series, um, but it's packed full of full of really good conversation um, from a lot of different people. And um, just thank you so much for listening and being a part of, of Christ's community. And um, hopefully this spurs you to action, and, and we look forward to having some discussions around this in the future. Um, with that being said, um, I'm going to get into uh, John chapter 12 um, this, mor- uh, this morning. So John chapter 12, uh, we, we've gone through two sections of John chapter 12. The first one was John chapter 12, verses 9 through 11, which talks about the fact that Lazarus was raised from the dead. And so Lazarus went to walk with Jesus, and by walking with Jesus, he became a target for those who were not following Jesus. And, you know, they wanted to put not only Jesus to death, but Lazarus to death. And then we're also going to talk about John chapter 12, verses um, 12 through 19. Um, That's also important because that is Jesus's entry into Jerusalem. And the way that the people were thinking about Jesus, they were expecting one thing and, and getting another. And how there could be an entire group of people that wanted somebody dead. And that's a hard thing for us to maybe fathom or consider given the evidence that is placed before us. So, you know, you think about the fact that Lazarus was an actually a dead person. He was dead in the grave and Jesus rose him from the dead. And there were still people who chose not to believe. And that just goes to show you how the gospel is divisive. It will either lead you to Christ or, you know, a, what people will run away from it. Um, it will either harden a heart or it will soften a heart. It will either lighten someone or, or darken somebody. And and so this section of scripture really shows both of those. And I'm sure it makes us think about the idea that, well, what is the inherent thought of man? And if you if you look at these sections of scripture, you see that people are can be very self-serving. You know, you have people who have certain goals and 
um, reasons for for doing certain things. And you have the leadership here that wanted Lazarus dead because they were causing conversions from Judaism. And then, of course, they wanted Jesus dead for all of the miracles that he was producing, all of the prophecies that he were he was fulfilling. And and the people were going along with the, the this higher group of leaders, right? The, these high priests, these people who um, were working behind the scenes and having all of these discussions. And, um, you know, you think of like a corrupt style government um, trying to bring down an individual. And, and that's what you have. But the question then becomes, well, well, why does this happen? You know, um, obviously, God's plan is fully in action here. And you think, well, you know, why didn't these people believe? What is it about? what they saw or didn't see that that kept them from their belief and and sometimes it just has to do with the fact that whenever you're not a follower of Christ um you are an enemy of God and we have to understand that sometimes human beings can be very um self-serving and and just have have a very um unfortunate dark mindset and the first thought is let's eliminate anything that affects the way that I um that I want to operate and the things that I want to do because at the end of the day, Jesus talked about the denial of their, of yourself. And so this is something that we deal with today, just as what was being dealt with over 2000 years ago. And, and nothing has changed because of the way that humanity exists and the way humanity thinks and the way societies um, continue to raise up this very much me mentality. What's interesting is the reason I wanted to talk to a psychologist um, for this section is because I think it's important to understand the fact that the mind on its own can can be susceptible to a lot of things and can be very weak. So whenever we are apart from God, we are left to all of the different factors that exist around us, the the different um, things that that drive us to to do something we shouldn't do and you know without the holy spirit in our lives to guide us and direct us that leaves up open an entire world of of opportunity for chaos and there were a lot of psychologists back in um back in the 60s and and early 70s that that really wanted to look at the mind of of a person and what would cause somebody to do something that they shouldn't do and so if you think about you know, what we've read and heard about John chapter 12 and the fact that these people were, were so evil and so willing to kill somebody a second time and prepare to kill to kill Jesus for the first time. Um, what would cause somebody to do that? And, and we have to understand that apart from God, we are um, we are a mess. And, and, and that's why we need God in our lives. And that's why we need God to, to guide us and direct us and and impart the Holy Spirit in our lives. So that way we are able to. Um, be justified and and allow us to to grow closer um, in our relationship with him, but also become more like Jesus every day. Um, but without that, we are we are we are sinners that are are destined for darkness. And so, there was an experiment back in the 1960s by a man named Stanley Milgram. And Stanley Milgram was a psychologist at Yale University, and he wanted to try to figure out what caused somebody to do something they they shouldn't do you know and and so what he did is he created an experiment and the experiment is set up in this way so volunteers were recruited for a lab experiment um and they said that they were to trying to investigate learning this is not true okay they they were actually trying to figure out what would cause somebody do so, to do something they shouldn't but if if they would have told the participants that it would have really um messed up the experiment which is why this this particular experiment is so 
heavily taught in the world of psychology because it's not the most ethical thing to do because you're lying about what you're having somebody do. Um, so people were rec- uh, were recruited for a learning investigation. I say that in quotes. Um, and they had 40 participants and 40 participants across all kinds of different demographics and education levels. And, and they were, they were paid for their um, involvement. And so at the beginning of the experiment, they were introduced to another participant who was actually part of the study. They were working with the psychologist, but the, the volunteers did not know that. Okay. Um, The volunteers um, were put into one room and then the, person participating with the psychologist was put in another room and that person in the other room they're they're an actor they're someone who was um going to do things based on cues with the intent on getting a reaction from the volunteers okay and so here's what had to happen so that you have these two rooms that were used one for the actor or what they called the learner and then another for the teacher and the experimenter and so the learner um or the actor was strapped to a chair with electrodes and after he learned um, a list of, of word pairs given to them, the teacher, who was the volunteer, was to test them by naming a word and asking the, the learner to recall the other word. Okay? So it's, it's, like, it's like mind matching. Okay? So if I, it's, if I said, whenever I say the word bird, you have to say the word seed. And so that's kind of what he would do. He'd say, okay, bird, and then the person would respond with seed. And if they didn't re- re- um, return the word seed, so if they got it wrong— um, the teacher or the volunteer that they recruited and, and paid to do this and to be a part of this study was supposed to administer a small electric shock. And it was very, very low voltage at first, okay? And with them in the room was a, an administrator, someone who was working with the psychologist as well. So if you think about it, okay, the only person not involved is this teacher who's reading the word and required to give the shock. Once... They continued on in this process. They There would come a point where that volunteer no longer wanted to shock the person because the actor in the other room started making noises, saying that it was hurting, uh, that they didn't want to do it. All of this was fictitious, but it gave the perception that the volunteer was hurting somebody. And once that started happening, a lot of the volunteers got uneasy and, and wanted to stop. Well, in that room, there was that other person who was working with the psychology team, and they would just say, you need to continue the experiment. And it was curious to see how many people would still continue the experiment because that person told them to do it. Even in, even though in their mind, they were thinking, this probably isn't the right thing to do. This probably isn't what we should be doing, and I need to stop this. But because someone tells them to, they they were willing to continue to do that and willing to continue to shock another individual and cause pain and, and hurt them. And here's the interesting fact is that at any point, the volunteer could have said no and, and walked away. The person in the room with them would just say, please administer the shock. Please administer the shock. There was no forceful um, actions that were taken against the volunteer. It was just scripted words that say, please administer the shock. And what would happen is each time um, it would say they would say, please continue or the experiment requires you to continue or it's essential that you continue. You must continue. And so they, they would use words like that. And, and 
wanted to see how these volunteers would respond. Would they continue to hurt another person that they had never met before um, and continue to shock them? And the shock would go up each time as they would get one wrong. So it would start out at a very low voltage, and then it would continue to grow. And it eventually got to the highest level of 450 volts. And here's what they found. 65% of the participants continued to the highest level of voltage. And Milgram did more than one experiment like this. He continued 18 variations of this study and continued to get the same or similar results that people were willing to do these things um, because of someone else telling them to do it because it was a, a, a name or a person that appeared to be in control. Um, the p- person who was in the, the high level of authority. And so people were willing to do that. And so he concluded that, you know, people are willing to do things, even though it goes against what most people think are okay and what most people know to be um, not okay. And so it's easier to resist the orders from, from a person, um, you know, if it's if it's not very uh, forceful or, or things like that. Um, we found out that many participants cheated and, and um, gave less voltage than ordered. So they, they tried to skirt the system and, and try to do it, you know, quietly, but they didn't openly say, you know, no, I'm not going to continue to do this. So they would say, oh, yep, I shocked them when they really didn't push the button. Or they said, yep, I put it to 450 volts when really it was only at 100 volts. Um, so they would do these different things to try to, give them maybe a sense of, okay, at least it isn't as bad as what it could be, but yet they were still thinking that they were causing pain and inflicting pain. And at the end of the study, after it was over, they were, um, they were told what would happen. Um, it ended up being that this study ended up (laughs) being an extremely difficult ethical violation because people left out of there realizing what they were capable of doing and, you know, some people had significant psychological trauma after that when they realized, oh, my gosh, I'm capable of hurting another person just because somebody else told me to do it. And it shows how sometimes our minds can be weak and we need to train our minds and we need to focus our minds to to understand really what what is what is our role? What is our responsibility here in this world? And our, our responsibility and our role is to follow Jesus. And so. We need we need to be ready to to go forward and realize that there are evil people in this world um, that are willing to make things very difficult for those who are following Jesus. And for us to truly understand that apart from God, um, anything, anything is fair games. You know what? The reason a person may want to do something could be that they just they're they're willing to do what other people tell them. They're they're followers and and not leaders. Um, Maybe they're willing to. Um, do certain things because it it meets their own self interest. You know they may be getting paid to do something, and you, you say, well, like, look at Judas. Judas sold out Jesus for shekels of silver, and so everybody has a different um, reason. Everyone has um, different mentality when it comes to these things. But apart from God, all of these things are, are fair game and, and wildly uh, occurring uh, around us. And so when we think about the fact that there were people who still didn't believe, um, you know, apart from God, you know, you, some people would respond to that. And some people would say, wow, this is truly the son of God and came to know Jesus through the miracles that, that were seen. And then others saw that their the way that they wanted to do things was was being negatively impacted. So they wanted to stop that. Or there was someone of a larger group of higher authority 
like the high priest, that wanted to get something done about it, and therefore they would spread lies about Jesus. They would get people on their side, and that, that kind of explains a little bit of why people who who are not followers, who who why they were so willing to just allow Jesus to die on the cross, and why they were so willing to be on board with, okay, let's let's try and kill Lazarus again. Because you know what? Why not? If that's if we're being told to do this, and and they think that's the right thing to do, that then we're going to do it. Um, there are other studies out there um, in the world of psychology that do show similar things. Another one, which is another difficult and unethical study, called the Zimbardo Stanford experiment. It was a prison experiment where um, they put some students in roles of officers and authority, and others as prisoners. And the way they were willing to treat each other. Um, for just being volunteer ex, um, people in an experiment um, was kind of scary to, to realize what people were willing to do in, in certain circumstances and um, just shows how, how the mind can be contorted and twisted. And so it's never more important than for us to make sure our minds are in the right place. And for us to have our minds in the right place means to have our mind in Scripture, to have our heart and minds in prayer, to be in community and fellowship with one another through through church and through our opportunities to serve together and to allow us to to grow stronger in that. You know, the more we can do those things, the more that our hearts and minds can focus on God. And that's kind of the purpose of this um, this miniseries and, and all of the things that we do at, at Christ Community is to help us stay focused on the truth. Um, because there is so much deception, there are so many wolves in sheep's clothing, there are so many things that, that can cause us to stumble and to fall. The Bible tells us to test and see that it is true. And instead of just accepting someone else's word to be true, we need to go to the source of truth and verify and validate what we're hearing, what we're reading, what we're seeing, and know, is this is this of God or is this not? Is this of the world? And that kind of plays into our entire series that we've been doing this year in our need to understand what it means to be set apart. And so hopefully, you know, we're able to start thinking about these things and realize, huh, I need to be in God's word more. I need to be focused on him. And ultimately, it is it is our responsibility to to continue to to learn and to continue to grow. The Bible tells us we need to mature in our faith and it means we need to go from milk to meat and we need to start studying deeper and further and and becoming more knowledgeable in the ways of God. And this is just one step in that way. So as you think about what we've talked about in, in John chapter 12, understand that you know, Lazarus was willing to take that first step. Lazarus was ready to go, and he was ready to walk with Jesus. And it didn't matter what the people were go- willing to throw at him or willing to do to him. So my question to you this morning is, Is are you willing to follow Jesus no matter what the people around you are saying, no matter what the people around you are thinking or what they want or what you don't want for yourself? Um, at the end of the day, are we focused on, on Jesus' plan or, and God's plan, or are we focused on our plan? And so... As we think about what what can happen and, and how our minds can be so easily tainted, um, are we in God's word enough? Are we spending time in prayer with him enough? Are we in fellowship with our fellow believers enough to know that whenever we are faced with difficulty in this world, that we will make the right decision, that we would be willing to to answer positively according to God's word and to God's scripture? Or are we going to be easily persuaded? Are we going to be easily manipulated and allow these um, 
there's people out there who are false teachers and false prophets to um, derail us in, in, in our process of, of growing in, in, in Christ. And I, I, my prayer for you this morning as you listen to this is say, is thinking, am I in God's word? Do I open it outside of Sunday morning? Do I even open it in, on Sunday morning? Do I want to know more? Do I want to grow? It, are the things that are, what is my, what is my, the state of my heart? What is the state of my mind? What comes out of my mouth? What does my family see? What do my coworkers see? What do my friends see? Do they see the same person? Or do I manipulate myself and, and to be something else for different people? Or Am I strictly following Jesus and I'm bringing all of those people along with me for the journey to know that I am a follower of Christ. Therefore, my family will know that and I will lead my family, but I will lead them according to the ways of Scripture. I will work and I will work according to the ways of Scripture without grumbling and and with a, a heart of gratitude. Will I interact in society in a way that shines a light not on myself but on Jesus? Just as Lazarus was willing to do, he was willing to go and be a billboard for Jesus, and he became a target for that. Are you willing to do that yourself? Hopefully you enjoyed this first um, installment of the Dead Man Walking series. Um, I apologize we couldn't get um, the psychologist um, on for for this episode, but hopefully this fill-in didn't hurt too much and um, was still interesting um, to think about the ways that the mind can be um, affected and how groups of people can affect other groups of people and how important it is for us to be in God's word. The next episode is extremely fascinating. We'll talk with the ER doctor. Uh, following that, we'll talk with the, the lawyer. And then following that, we will talk with um, a, a police officer or a detective. Um, so don't worry. This is the only one that you actually had to listen to me the whole time. So if you're worried about the format, it turns into a full interview format after this episode. Um, So hopefully you enjoy the Dead Man Walking series. Take your time with it, um, enjoy it, and we'd love to hear your feedback.